welcome back, you jewels and gems. Thank you for tuning into a Practical Home Podcast. This is a space for all things cottage witchery, brought to you straight from the suburbs. I am your host, Mandy, and I'm glad you can join me this week. Here we chat about home magic, kitchen witchery, green magic, and everything in between. So get cozy, grab a drink, and stay for a while. everyone. Welcome back. It has been a heck of a week since we last chatted. I have really been focusing on inviting comfort and peace and tranquility into my home and for my family. We've been eating a lot of comfort food and um, watching things that make us feel good and make us feel calm. I've been watching a lot of study with me um, YouTube channels, um, just for the, the kind of relaxation of, of watching people go through those, those simple tasks. Um, we've been watching the news like everyone. And so it's been, um, very stressful and, um, we've had a lot of thoughts and feelings. And so just trying to bring in, um, as much comfort to the home to keep, our kids from feeling the stress, um, keep the energy and vibrations high as best as we can. We recently made a batch of cabbage soup, which is so good for the soul. Um, I had it up on Instagram, my recipe, but you know, really just cabbage, carrots, onions, tomatoes, and some chicken broth and some seasoning. And I just really love cabbage soup on a warm, uh, or excuse me, on a a cold day. And it's just really warm in the belly and just, I don't know, makes me feel good. And we recently finished the Witcher series, season one and two. And I started reading the Witcher books, which are really good. Um, obviously they're good enough to be turned into a Netflix series, but I like the writing style. I run into that sometimes with fantasy authors. I don't really connect to the writing style of the author and I have a hard time getting through the books. To be honest, even though I've read all uh, all five of the Game of Thrones series, it was hard for me to get into until I made a connection to the characters because I, I just wasn't very much of a fan of George R.R.'s writing style. Um, but these books, very good. Um, I definitely recommend them. They're very funny. Um, they don't have, uh, too much flourish to some of the descriptions, just kind of to the story. And and I like that a lot. And I guess because of Witcher, I've been listening to a lot of like folk and troubadour style music lately, which again, kind of makes me feel, um, a bit comfy and cozy. Um, you know, if you, if you're a fan of like say Mumford and Sons, um, always good to throw that on and just kind of, um, hang out with warm beverage or whatever suits your fancy. So all of that aside, I did want to address, um, what's been going on in the world since my last episode posted and, um, kind of just how it's been impacting everyone. So if you're like me, you've probably been hyper-focused on the assault on Ukraine and all of the terrible things that have been happening there right now. 
This of course is not the only terrible thing that's going on in the world right now. There are other attacks that have been launched in Yemen and Somalia, just to name a few. Australia has recently suffered dearly from flooding. Um, there's just a lot of terrible news right now. And I know that can feel really overwhelming to absorb. Uh, believe me, I, I deeply know how that feels. Sometimes it can be very difficult to just take a breath because I'm full of so much guilt and heartache for these people. Guilt because I can't be there to stand with them and fight and lend a physical hand. And instead, my biggest worry of the day is that my furnace is leaking. But I want, I want to remind everyone of two things. It is okay to step back and take some deep breaths and not look at the news for a moment. You have to take care of yourself and your mental health. Don't take on more than you can handle. It is okay to do that. Secondly, even though we can't always be there in person to help people around the world who are in need, we can still assist them from afar. There are several places where you can donate to really make a difference. I will link um, the places that I'm aware of in the episode description and in my Instagram bio, and I hope that you're able to check them out if you're able to, please contribute and help provide these victims with what they may need. Um, some of the links that I'll have are um, a resource uh, doc just to kind of show you where you can um, purchase things um, from Ukrainian and other location shops um, because that helps put money in the pockets of people in need so they can um, get groceries and, and things like that. Third, you can also help by stopping the spreading of misinformation and disinformation on social media and other platforms. We are seeing this tactic in all countries across the globe. It's destructive to people who consume it. Encourage your family members and your friends to fact check and educate them on how to vet their sources if they don't know how. When you see false claims, report them. Here in my corner, I'm holding peace rituals at night, and I hope and pray that people's eyes will be open and the world will start prioritizing humanity over power and violence. Take care of yourselves and love each other. Okay, for today's topic, I wanna to talk about reconnection or maybe connection with the earth. There are so many ways a person can connect themselves with the earth element, similar to all the other elements, and maybe I'll do other episodes about those, but in a Facebook post recently that I saw from a group I belong to, someone was asking the question of how do I connect with the earth when it's winter? because they felt that it was too cold outside to spend time outside. And in their mind, that was the only thing that they understood they could do for connection was actually being outdoors. I'm probably in the minority, but I don't let winter weather or coldness um, stop me from having my body directly on the soil outside. Now, of course, within reason, it depends on how cold, like, <laughs> how cold it is. Where I live now, we haven't had serious frosts in some time. So, you know, it's, it's pretty safe, but it, um, 
the question that they had made me think of all the other ways that you can connect even if you can't get outside. So first I wanna talk about earthing. In terms of the content that I consume, I always feel like the topic of earthing ebbs and flows out of favor. That could just be my perception. Full disclosure, I know that there is a whole layer of science associated with earthing, and I'm not endorsing that. I don't know enough about that. I've never read the books associated, um, but I, I know they're out there that say earthing can cure all kinds of diseases and, and things like that. I don't have any knowledge on that subject. I'm not recommending it as a treatment, nothing like that. I'm simply talking about stepping our bare feet or any part of our body that we're able to into the ground to enjoy that reconnection with the earth. And I do it even if it is cold outside. Again, that's within reason. For me, there's something that feels good in my soul when I walk around barefoot. I've never really been one for socks. I hate them, frankly. I never wear shoes around the house. And it's not uncommon for me to go out sock and shoeless uh, to get the mail, to take out the trash, walk around my yard checking on things when it's, you know, I, I went out yesterday and it was 17 degrees and I went out and, and um, went out into the garage which isn't insulated, and I went outside and took the trash out. And so it's just not uncommon. Should I be doing it? Probably not. My husband thinks that it's odd. He always wears shoes outside, always wears socks inside, and thinks that I, I need to cover up my feet more. <laughs> but to actually earth the process of earthing, you only need to go outside and touch your body to the ground. I think it's traditionally described as putting your feet planted in the ground, but not everyone has the ability to do that. So this can be your hands, you can sit on the ground, whatever you're able to do. And focus your breathing. Be mindful and focus and concentrate on the sensation of yourself touching the ground and feel your energy flowing into the ground and then feel the sensations of the energy of the earth flowing back into you. My dogs are going nuts in the background. <laughs> I have a relative who always complains about earthing because they live in the desert. Um, and for some reason, they feel like they that you are only allowed to connect with the earth in that way when your feet are planted in foresty soil, like rich soil with trees. Um, and that you, that's not true. You can stand on the beach. If you're in a desert, you can stand in the desert stand. You can stand on a, a rocky cliff. Um, it, whatever your terrain is, the important thing is making contact with the ground beneath you, not where you are. And if you're not satisfied with that, you can always bring the outdoors inside. I've encouraged my relative in the desert to get a pan of dirt and put it on their porch. And when they want to, they can kick off their shoes and step into that pan of, of, of dark, rich soil and get what they need. Honestly, you can get one of those, um, those living grass bath mats for earthing. It's alive, it's soil. Um, and it's, it's just as good, right? If making physical contact with the earth isn't an option for you, you can always use your mind to create the same effect in order to connect to the earth element. 
visualization can align you with the earth element just as well as actually touching soil. You can visualize yourself being anywhere. Did you hear how I said visualize? <laughs> you can visualize yourself being anywhere and you can allow yourself to imagine the smells, the sounds, the sensations of your imaginary surroundings. That's enough to connect to the earth element. Sometimes I like to imagine, in particular when I'm doing types of meditation, um, I like to imagine that I'm in like a stone cave or that I'm in stone ruins. I don't know why it's always stone for me, but they're always like cliffside covered in moss. I have never been to a place like this. I've been to a cave, but it, it wasn't the way that I imagine it in my head. But I know, I know that place and I've, I've connected to that space because I can smell the rocks. I can feel and smell the moisture in the air, the cool breeze on my face, um, the cool touch of the stones beneath me. I'm outdoors even if my body is planted on the couch. I am very much in tune with the environment that's there. And that is honoring and connecting with the earth element. Like I said, guided meditation or really any meditation works this way. You're transporting your consciousness to another location and allowing that space to be very real. I love listening to guided meditations where they're taking me on, on a journey to a location that I've never been. And I, um, I, I just, I feel very, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been to those places um, because I, I imagine what it smells like and what it sounds like. And, and, um, and I, I, I'm there. I'm the kind of person who likes to lay down flat during meditation. Cause I tend to sway back and forth heavily when I'm seated. Um, I've fallen off a few chairs and pillows when I've been in the moment, but, um, you know, I allow someone's instruction during guided meditation to really transport me and exist in that space. And if it's outdoors, I've, I've only ever been in a guided meditation that's outdoors, I think, where, the, where the, the place they're describing is outdoors. And so I allow myself to honor the earth element and give myself a moment of time for appreciation during those meditations. And you can do that too. You don't have to go outside. You can be in any uh, terrain and still have that experience and connection with the earth element. If you need something more tangible, caring for houseplants or gardening, even very small gardening, is a great way to ground and connect with the earth element. It can be done indoors. It can be done during all seasons. When the weather outside is terrible, you can still pull out a tub of potting mixture and repot a plant or plant up something new. Could be a blizzard outside. You can still do that. You have the opportunity to play in the dirt and grow something green. And, um, you know, what could be more of a connection with the earth element than actually giving life and, and a home to something of the earth? Caring for plants is enough to remind me that caring for the earth is sacred and that the earth element deserves our respect, as do all elements. 
Similarly, caring for animals can achieve this. Um, you're caring for an earthly creature and that builds a bond with the earth element. If you're looking for rituals that you can do for connection, you can turn daily coat brushings or changing the fish tank into a ritual of reconnection with the element. And you're keeping that, that pet that you have, you're keeping it in a way to honor the earth element in your home. And so any care that you provide is essentially an offering to that element. I'm sure there are so many other ways that you can come up with to have that connection, not only with the earth element, but you know, you can come up with something for each element um, that you're honoring in your space. Um, but I think the important thing is to not um, believe that there's any right way to do something. Going back to that Facebook post, I think that that original asker of the question had been, I guess, trained to believe that the only way you can honor the earth element and make that connection, um, those answers were in a really small box. And if it, if anything deviated outside of the box, it didn't count. Um, and don't allow people to, to tell you things like that, to, that, to put that kind of stuff in a box, um, because it's, it's all up to you, to what makes you, um, feel that connection. Um, even, you know, like I said, even if you're planted like me on a couch during some of those freezing days, and you're just thinking about some beautiful place outside, um, that isn't any less valid than someone who can go run through the woods at any time. Um, it's, it's all valid and um, it's personal. It's, it's your practice. It's whatever you, you want to do. Um, but get creative with it is what I recommend. Think of different ways of bringing earth into your home. And um, even if it's really, really small ways, maybe it's just carrying... Um, moss agate stones or stones that are heavily connected to the earth element. Stones themselves come from the earth. They're, you know, they're, they're actual pieces of earth that you have just lying around. Um, maybe just taking some time to spend with them. That is enough to build that connection. And if something isn't working for you and you're not feeling that relationship, you're not feeling that bond, or maybe you feel like you're, you're not honoring that element in a way that you want, just get creative and find uh, something that's comfortable for you. Um, gravitate towards um, tools that you're comfortable with. Look at things that you're naturally drawn to. Um, look at things in your home that you're naturally drawn to that maybe you didn't previously think of uh, in a spiritual way. And that might give you some ideas of ways that you can bring the earth inside or um, even outside if there's something that you can, can set up. Maybe you want to invest in a lawn chair <laughs> so that you can sit out in your, your yard more and um, whatever really is within your, your budget, your interest and your means. Um, there, there's no, there's no right way and there's no wrong way.
as always, thank you for joining me this week. I enjoyed thinking about earthly connections and honoring that element. And um, maybe that's something I should explore for future episodes, especially with other elements. I think that could actually be really fun. If you have experience um, with connection or tips for grounding, anything like that that you want to share, I hope you connect with me on social media. Tag me so I can see what you're working on. You can always find me on Instagram at a practical home podcast and over on Twitter at a practical home. And you can send me an email at any time at a practical home podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, bye bye and go plant something. <laughs>